thank you, praise you, and exalt you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. For your word says, and every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. And God, as we sit in our tents, invade us. Oh God, move by your spirit. Work out your will in our lives. Order our steps. Convict, convince, if need be, convert. Challenge us where we are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on now. Praise his holy and everlasting name. Truly God is an awesome God. Praise him. We give honor to Jesus, our Christ, to the uh, master of ceremonies of our youth. God bless you. I like all that red, man. To Pastor Cleve Fruit and uh, assistant directors Dan Spencer, Steve Jones. Amen. Paul and Tony Tyler and all the rest of you that work diligently every Friday night with other folk kids. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I, I hope and pray that the parents have slowed their roll by just throwing them out of the car and keep going. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Amen. Um, this morning, we're in Genesis chapter 3. I want everybody to turn in your Bibles. Genesis chapter 3. Amen. To all of our visitors from the bus ministry, we greet you in the name of Jesus. So glad to have you. There are Bibles in the back of the pew. Genesis, first book of the Bible, the book of beginnings, first book of the Pentateuch, first five books. Genesis chapter 3, 
And I want to look at verse 7 as a departure point for the Word of God. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Verse 8, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. This morning, we're going to, with the help of the Holy Spirit, preach around the subject, camouflaging our conflict. Camouflaging our conflict. The habit of hiding our hurts. And this sermon is not for anybody but you. It's for you. It's for, it's for me. Military special forces wear camouflage fatigues in the bush while the battle is going on. Camouflage fatigues tend to blend in with their surroundings. And these camouflage fatigues, you know, if you didn't know that someone was out there, you would never know. They fit in. They hide themselves and they are undetected by the human eye. They see you, but you cannot see them. And spiritually, we tend to hide our painful history, our problematic hurts, our preemptive hopes, our propensity to sin. We are paralyzed spiritually in our fears and feelings, our filth, and our fractures, our deceptions and sense of defeat are all part of having a darkened heart. Mm. Like Adam and Eve, who immediately hid and clothed themselves and sewed fig leaves, and fig becomes an acronym, uh, which I choose not to go into, but it, it deals with fractures, insecurity, and guilt. Mm. They sewed fig leaves together thinking they were covering them. And, and as they clothed themselves, because they ate of the forbidden fruit, um, the fruit is, the fruit means nothing. Some people want to put emphasis on the fruit. Fruit, fruit, well, well what was that that they ate? No, the fruit. What, the reason they sin is because God. God himself determined 
out of obedience versus disobedience, what to eat and what not to eat. Yeah. And 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 child of God, uh, uh, this eating of the forbidden fruit caused them to hide with guilt, and um, they they immediately died spiritually. They progressively died physically. Yeah, they were out of the will of God, and God is so deep that as after they ate. God put a flaming sword in the angel's hand in front of the tree of life to keep them away so they would not lock themselves into eternity hell. What a, what a, what a loving God. And, and, and child of God, child of God, child of God, when you, when you look at this, this uh, narrative here, it's interesting that... Um, their fallen nature, their their heart, amen, was messed up. And when we get saved, we come to Jesus Christ believing that he died on that cross for our sins. He He's the substitutionary offering. Can I get a witness? He's He's the scapegoat of the Old Testament Leviticus, a, amen. And, and it's his blood that washes away our sins. It, it, is, it, is a, it is an operation of God where God, listen, he who knew no sin became sin. Can I get a witness? God took our place in disgrace. And we now are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We have a right to the uh, 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 Book of Life and a right to uh, salvation through Christ. But that doesn't end it. That's not the full plan of salvation. The full plan is after you get saved to go on supernaturally to bring about a healing. See, we still need a healing. Can I get a witness? We still need help. Yeah, I'll say it. We still need therapy from Almighty God to work out this mess. And church folk got some mess. I'll say it. We, we got some stuff up in us, Doc. We can praise God all we want. We can shake our hands. We can run up and down the aisles. And then we can cuss you out. Can I get a witness? We can... We can come to church, and see, that's why kids all messed up. Kids live with you. You come to church, oh, praise ye him. Then you get at home, and, and, and the real you, somebody need to preach it, starts breaking out. Can I get a witness? And they done saw Jekyll and Hyde in two hours. Uh, do I have a witness up in the house? Hey, I don't need your amens. You know I'm going to preach the word, Doc. And the fact of the matter is, from the pulpit to the door, is that this... This camouflaging conflict is a cover-up of baggage. Yeah, and the word conflict in the Greek comes from a derivative which means agon, A-G-O-N, where we got our word agony. It, it means the fight. It means a race. It means running, amen, into opposition. And, la and last, last week, our operative word, I'm, I'm using alliteration to seize. Our operative word was continuance. In spite of whatever comes after you, you need to continue in Christ. Can I get a witness? You need to hold on. You need to take a licking and keep on ticking. You, you need to be like that bunny rabbit and just keep going on and on and on. And you got to tell Satan and you got to tell folk in your own household, no matter what you say or do, 
I am standing on a sure foundation. Can I get a witness? That no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. When, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. Can I get a witness? You got to know that you know that you know that regardless of what is waiting for you tomorrow, you're going to make it. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. We got, we, got, we got a continuance. Yeah. Huh. I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. We, we, we got to have a continuance. Jeremiah 12, 5 said, if you have walked with footmen and they have tired you out, what are you going to do against horses? Can I get a witness? And, and if you get disturbed by a little stream, what are you going to do in the swelling of the Jordan River? You ain't go through nothing yet. Turn to your neighbor and say, you ain't seen nothing yet. Can I get a witness? When the heat heats up, you got to have a conviction that no matter what comes my way, I will serve him all the days of my life. Can I get a witness? In fact, in fact, in fact, in fact, Job said, though he slay me, Yet will I trust him. You got to have a determined mind. You, you can't be coming to church on your feelings and uh, up one day, down the next, in fellowship, out of fellowship, don't want to go to church. Can I get a witness? Uh, Paul said, bonds and afflictions await me, but none of these things move me. Can I get a witness? You got to have a predetermined mind. Am I preaching to somebody this morning? Yeah, weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. That, that, that means you got to take your eyes off your storms. You got to take your eyes off your circumstances. You got to take your eyes off your feelings, and you got to look steadfast. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher and the sustainer of our faith. And don't stop there. Who for the joy? Himself. Jesus counted the cross as a joy. Can I get a witness? Jesus went all the way to Calvary. He didn't want to die, but he went all the way. Because he knew once he finished the will of God, that he would own everything. Hallelujah. Check it out. Check this out. The operative word last week was continuance. The operative word before that was connection. John 15, I am the true vine, and you are the branches. He that abideth remaineth in me. Yeah, will bear fruit. And then when you start bearing fruit, I'm going to cut on you. I'm going to purge you so you bear more fruit. See, some of us are feeling the pain, not of Satan. We're feeling the pain of the Lord cutting off dead branches. Uh, do I have a witness? But, but, but today our operative word is camouflaging all this hell in the inner conflict. Mm. So here in Genesis, Adam and Eve 
they sin. I want you to look at the progressions here in verse 8, uh, verse 7. And, 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 the, and, and once they ate, verse 6, yeah, the eyes of them both were open. Ah. Now, in the Greek, that word open means God allowed their consciences to experience something. And the Bible says in Genesis, I got, I got to move on that. Adam and Eve were naked and unashamed. See, shame comes when the eyes have been spiritually opened. Hmm, my God. The eyes were open, and they knew, here's a knowledge, that they were naked. You know, when we messed up in sin, we know it. We, 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 I, had, I knew it. And, 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 and they, and they sewed these fig leaves together and made themselves aprons because their conscience has been seared. So now they're trying to create a cover up. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the, yeah, the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves. Here's what we naturally do. We hide. We hide. Everybody in here hides. We hide. We hide. We hide. We hide. And look what they hid from. The presence of the Lord. My God. When you understand theologically what happens in the life of the believer, before you and I were saved, we had one Adamic, fallen, hell-bound nature. One nature. That nature was the sin. When we got saved, receiving Jesus Christ, believing he died for our sins, was buried and rose again, and he's God's only begotten son. When we receive him, now God, amen, gives you a second nature called the nature of righteousness. His nature. His nature. His righteous nature. The two are in conflict until you see Jesus. There is no eradication of the flesh nature. The flesh nature didn't go nowhere. Are y'all y'all getting this? I'm tired of these denominations. Well, you get saved and all that's out the window. Ain't nothing out the window. Everything is still right in there. What happens is that the new nature of the Holy Spirit, listen, renders the old nature inoperative. In other words, like a dog, sit down and shut up. Sit down. The new nature can boss the old nature around, but you and I have a responsibility of building up the new nature by studying the Word of God, sitting under teaching, and, and Paul calls it by the renewing of the mind. If your mind is not renewed in that Word, that old nature will laugh at you. Can I get a witness? I'm preaching up in this place, child of God, and so... One of the things that we don't understand, amen, is that um, this camouflaging, this camouflaging, this camouflaging of our conflict is deep. I was, I was saying this morning, uh, I've, I've been out of the military 40-something years, um, when I, when I first got out of the military, because I had, 
I had seen a lot of stuff during, during the Vietnam conflict. I wasn't in Vietnam, but I saw, I was with guys that was in Vietnam. I saw a lot of stuff. I was angry at our government. I was angry at the White House because I knew stuff. I was sitting on stuff. I had intel. And when I got out, I was angry. And that anger that was in me, uh, I didn't even know this stuff was going on inside me. Just struggling. And so uh, I went up on um, 52nd Street to a date to see some young lady. And I asked my dad, I said, he had a gun now. I said, let me, let me, let me hold your gun. He gave me his gun. I went up there, and when I got out of the car, I see they was plotting on me. And I almost shot both of them. And I would have, it would have meant nothing to me. Because in my conflict, I said, I ain't letting nobody hurt me. You can forget that. You bring it, you better bring it. That, that was in me. That was part of my conflict. And um, I had a situation where uh, this guy who was a gangster, and this honest guy truth, he pulled up in a car in South Philly, and he, and he said, you know, your brother owes money, and we better get our money. And I, and I looked in the car window and said, you touch my brother, I'll kill all y'all. And he just stood there and looked at me, and I was dead serious. I just had a... Had, had something in me that said, you ain't hurting me, dog. You can forget that. Don't be bringing no tough man stuff in my face. Ah. So where was all this stuff coming from? Are y'all getting me? And, and there were other things in me that I had no control over. None. I mean, you know, just running the streets and, and, and living in sin. You understand? With that nature and, 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 and all messed up in my heart, in my mind, in my will. And, and, and child of God, when I got saved and started seeing the Holy Spirit, a, amen, starting to descend on these areas. Are y'all getting me? Thank you, Jesus. I, I, I started seeing the Holy Spirit give me some therapeutic healing. I, thought, I, I saw the Holy Spirit, amen, uh, come in, walk beside me as the paraclete and and, and give me a power over what I was going, what I had been through. Now, I had a great childhood, teenage, was never abused, never, you know, never sexually abused, never nothing like that. But there was something, and I, I couldn't put my hand on it, deep, deep down inside that it didn't rise up every day. I, I was telling this morning, I, I had to go get a blood test yesterday, and I went to this clinic. And the nurse said, uh, and you know, it's hard finding my veins. So she tied the little thing and she gone like that. And she, she said, just be patient with me. And she, she stuck me like four times, couldn't find it. So I said, uh, she said, let me try the other arm. I said, I, I, I said listen, baby. <laughs> I ain't no shooting gallery. You, 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 you either get it or I'm out of here. And then I thought, now what made you say that? You know what I mean? And, and it's, 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 it's like one thing after another. And, and in the name of Jesus, found, well, she found a vein. God bless her. And I thanked her. She smiled. I smiled. I went out. And then it was my wife, me, anniversary. So I said, I'm going to order some breakfast for you. I ain't going to tell you the store. We ordered the breakfast. And the, over the phone, I pick it up. And the lady said, uh, uh, hold on. And, and she took my order and passed me to a second person. Then the second person took my order and passed me to the third person. By the time the third person got on the phone, she said, can I help you? I said, you got to be kidding me. I said, what kind of mess is this? Where's the manager? 
you know, you know, you know and, 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 and so, child of God, I, I don't know why Sister Gordon and I act like this. I don't know. I, I don't know why I do this. But uh, y'all pray for your pastor. But anyway, moving right along. Praise Jesus. We got some stuff up in us. And it takes heat for that stuff to come out. Say heat, say heat, say heat. You fine while you're in church. You fine. You sitting here looking all sedentified and you're dressed up and you got a smile on your face. Let somebody step on your toes. Let somebody say the wrong thing to you. And that ugly nature come out. Ah, ah, ah. And then we got a nerve to lay folk out and talk about, isn't the Lord good? <laughs> let, me, let me throw three things at you and get out your way. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Help me, Holy Ghost. Mm. Turn to Psalm 51. Psalm 51, Psalm 51, Psalm 51, Psalm 51. I know y'all sitting there saying, boy, he need prayer. Yes, I do. Pray for me. Hallelujah. Psalm 51, Psalm 51, Psalm 51. Now, the first thing I want to say is that we camouflage our historical hurts, the base of our issues, our darkness, what oftentimes is hidden to us are the negative effects of our history. Our history, our history, our history. Um, our historical hurts, which are hidden, has affected and fractured our freedom and our faith. Here in Psalm 51, and let me, let me synopsize what's here for the sake of time, David has committed multiple sins. David not only committed adultery with Bathsheba, but he secretly had her husband killed so he could have her. So he committed murder. He said, put him on the front line so he'd get killed, then I got his wife. He lied, he stole, and David was a man after God's own heart. But David, in this context, says some things to give us some insights as to the historical hurts that we camouflage. Verse 1, have mercy upon me, O God. Now, mercy is not giving us what we deserve. Amen. Are y'all getting this? Lord, don't give me what I deserve. Because if you give me what I deserve, I'm going to hell. If you give me what I deserve, I'm going to get killed. I'm going to die. If you, and you know what? Let me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you what spells humility. If you understand this word, you know you're, you're sitting here this morning understanding that God did not give you what you deserve. It, it doesn't matter what you think about your life. The word of God is the authority. Let me say that again. The word of God is what God says. It's not what you say. You know what we do? See, we compare each other with each other. There ain't no measuring rod. But when you compare yourself against the oracles of God, can I get a witness? And, and, child, and child of God, child of God, child of God, I need to say this. Uh, um, 
he gives us two clues. He says, have mercy upon me according, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of tender mercies, blot out, now look at this word, transgressions. Transgressions, which ah, talks about ah, rebellion. Let me stop, pause, and park, God, and ask forgiveness for my rebellion. The Bible says rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. Every Sunday, I see people coming through that door with brooms. Good morning, Pastor. We got rebellion problems. Some of them against authority. Mm-hmm. Some of them against, you don't have the right to tell me anything. Transgressions. The second word he used is, wash me throughly from my iniquity, my defiance, which is a cousin of rebellion. Hmm. And then cleanse me from my sin, which is missing the mark. I've missed your mark, God. Now, 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 look what David says. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Now, here's where, and, and this is not being preached, because these, 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 these nincompoops who call themselves pastors and bishops, they, they, they up here preaching on prosperity and, 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 and you having a new life and a uh, you you reforming and reclaiming all that mess. They ain't preaching the word. Amen. Amen. The problem, Sister Hicks, is we are into humanism. And humanism says that I can reform myself if I do X, Y, and Z. Man is totally depraved. What is total depravity? I'm glad you asked. It means there's nothing inside of me that can reform me, make me better, or change me. If an outside agent doesn't invade and come in, I will never be changed. Now, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me stop, pause, and park. This is why you need a teacher up here. Creating me, create Barah, Created me. God, you gotta send something from heaven that's not inside of me in order for me to change. And if you don't send it, I'll never change. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. You cannot get a clean heart by keeping your five laws or your ten rules or uh, attending your little support group every week. You don't change with that. You change when Jesus Christ comes in. That's how you change. I'm sick of this stuff. These preachers don't tell them, don't talk nothing about sin. They don't talk nothing about, uh, all they do is grace. Grace. God loves everybody. Okay. Hold on to that. He does love everybody. But there's another side of that coin. Do I have a witness? 
Jesus wants us to pay attention to the principles, you got to come out and be separate. You can't be down here living any kind of way and thinking you're going to heaven. You, you can't be shacking and shooting up and snorting and fornicating and, and, and homosexuality and same-sex marriage and think that God is going to ignore it. There ain't no way in the Bible. Somebody needs to preach it. I'm, I'm, I'm a preacher. I ain't no prostitute. So you pay a prostitute to give you what you want. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That's true. You pay a prostitute to make you feel good. Yeah. Uh-huh. How you know so much about prostitutes? Green told me. But, but check it out. Check it out. Check, check it out. Check, check, check it out, check it out, check it out. David says, for I was born in sin. When I came out of my mother's womb, I was stamped for hell. Uh, and see, see, we can't, we can't pick this up. Well, well, wait a minute. You talk about, uh, no, no, no. I believe that Jesus made provisions for babies at the cross. But you coming out your mother's womb, you stamp for hell. Because that's why David said, I was born in sin. I was born with a sin nature. That's why when you look at them kids, them, you know, them terrible twos, give me my toy. Get away from me. Shut up. They're evil. They got a sin nature. And, and the Bible, and we, you know, we bet not preach this. The Bible says in Proverbs, spare the rod. Spoil the child. Amen. Are y'all praying with me? Amen. Not abuse. God does not talk about abuse. Break their wills without breaking their spirit. You put that rod to the posterior part of their anatomy, they'll get the message. I'm not talking about abuse. Are y'all praying with me? I never knew what a, 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 a tantrum was till I got to be an adult. I wish I would got down in Penn Fruit or Sears and Roebuck talking about, ah! In the grocery store, a little boy told his mother, shut up. Come on, Johnny, don't embarrass mommy. And I, I, I started shaking. I, was, I, I, I wasn't shaking because I wanted to hit him. I, I started thinking about my mother, man. I started shaking. I just, hey, I'm a grown man shaking. Lord, have mercy. I was born in sin. Now listen to this. And I was shapened in iniquity. I was molded to be defiant to the Lord, to the word, to authority. I was molded by society uh, uh, to be defiant. When you look at this word, this is why Paul said in uh, uh, Ephesians 2.1, and you who were dead 
in, here's these words again, trespasses and sins, has God now quickened? He woke you up. He made you alive. We were doomed. We were disobedient. We were totally depraved. He called you out. Be not deceived. Let me, let me, let me give you scripture, 1 Corinthians. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor adulterators, nor effeminate, yeah, nor abusers of mankind shall inherit the kingdom of God. He's talking about people that are habitually locked in. Not people that make mistakes. People that habitually locked in shall not inherit the, the kingdom of God. And look, listen, listen, listen to what Paul goes on to say. And such were, past tense, some of you. Now, 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 watch, now watch the equalizer. But you've been washed. The word wash is the washing of regeneration from John 3. You've been washed by the Spirit of God. He'll wash your conscience. He'll wash your heart. He'll wash your soul. Have, have, haven't you been washed? Things I used to do, I don't do anymore. Places I used to go, I don't go anymore. Have you been washed? Look at Psalm 51 real quick, real quick. Look. Now, I'm, I'm going to go fast. Look at this. He says, if I, look, look at verse 7, purge me with hyssop. Hyssop is a leafy plant that the priests use to sprinkle blood and water for ceremonial cleansing. And the psalmist is saying, David is saying, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Now, look at verse 8. I'm not, I don't have real joy, Kent, till I'm washed. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Ah, hide thy face from my sins. By thy all my iniquities. This was three words again. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. A amen. Can I get a witness? And then David goes on to say, uh, verse 12, restore. Unto me the joy of that my, of of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Then, one, God, once you wash me, once you heal me, once you give joy to me, then I will teach sinners. Oh, y'all ain't getting this, Doc. Mm. He he's talk he's talking about yeah this historical conflictual stuff that we were born into, shaped into. It's deep. We up at the men's retreat 20, 20, about 20 years ago, and Dawson Allen was here, and we up at the retreat, we run a ball late at night. <laughs> and these guys come in the gym, there's about 20 of them, they're from New York, right? They say, y'all want to play some ball? He said, yeah, you know, come on, you know, got on the court. And uh, one thing led to another. We, and, you know, we was beating them. So one of the boys said something. So we said, man, take that back to Brooklyn, Bronx, and Harlem. Don't be selling the wolf tickets up in here. They said, y'all Philly boys or something. I said, hey, do what you got to do, Doc. Bring that up in here. We don't roll like that, man. 
listen, church folk, unsaved folk, getting ready to have a war. Hey, and, and, and you know, here's, here's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that inside of us, some of us are sitting on a volcano. Can I get a witness? We're sitting on a volcano, man. And listen, that's why we got so many problems in our marriage. Because, see, at close range and in heat, some of that stuff coming out. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, you ain't got to say amen. Don't think 28 years me and Sister Gordon was all. We weren't singing hymns all the time. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, the fact of the matter is, is that we got historical conflict. God, and, and God understands that more so than church folk. We got, we, we, we sitting on some stuff now. We are sitting on some stuff. And, and, and then secondly, real quick, Paul moves to the, not only the camouflage of our historical hurts, but the camouflage of our, 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 our hurts and hindrances right now. Now that we saved, what's going on inside of me? Turn to 2 Corinthians 10. Come on. 2 Corinthians 10, to your right. 2 Corinthians 10, you ought to be there. In the name of Jesus, praise God. 2 Corinthians 10, Paul lays out something so deep. Are you with me? Uh-huh. Verse 3, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly. They're not carnal. But mighty through God. Look at the preposition through. It's only through God that we can have might. Mighty through God, I'm trying to teach you something now, to the what? Pull it down! A stronghold. Stop! What are strongholds? They are, listen to this, self-protective devices that we put up. So if, if emotionally, Tony, I was shattered in a relationship, if I was abused as a child, if something happened to me, I erected stuff so that it'll never happen again. I put stuff up. I, I put my own stuff up. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? And God is saying, those things got to come down because you will never have rest as long as your self-protective devices are up. But all due respect to my wife, I ran women for years, man, sexually and everything. Guess what? There was no contentment at the end of the room. I was trying to fill a void and never filled it. Are y'all getting this? I was trying to have something, acceptance, and something I was searching for, and I never got it. Oh, and the Lord was saying, the more you go out, the worse off you are. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. mm. spiritually, every time a man lays with a woman, young people, you're sharing personalities. That's why the two shall become one. Can I get a witness? 
And the more personalities you share with, you, 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 you really don't know yourself because you don't share so many personalities. Uh-huh. Yeah. So some of us come to church that have had a lot of folly out in that world. And we sit there and go, What do you say? You're jack one moment, you're the ripper the next. So God comes through to wash this stuff. God comes through to heal. God comes through to fortify. God comes through, and he's talking about stronghold. I, I know I got some strongholds. And they hold me back from resting in Jesus. They hold me back from trusting in Jesus. They hold, they hold me back in my spiritual life. Why did you put them up in the first place? I, I can't even answer that. But I got stuff in my life that called strongholds. I'm not the personality you tell, you know, you, if you're a wife, well, you know, I'm thinking about leaving you. I, you, know, you know, here's my next word. <laughs> really? <laughs> River Derchy. Let the door, uh, I can't say that, but look at this. I'm not sitting there. And if you wait for me to cut my wrist or cry, you out of your military mind. That ain't happening up in here. Now, you got the wrong person. You've been watching too much television. That ain't happening. In the name of Jesus, I got strongholds. Don't you have some strongholds, Tony? Paul, don't you have some strongholds? Don't you have some strongholds? We got strongholds erected to protect us. Paul says, Lord, have mercy. I went to Dr. Lamberg as a psychologist, an international psychologist. I said, you know, I need counsel. Da, da, da. So she said, well, Ray, I detect some anger. I said, I'm black, ain't I? <laughs> she bust out laughing. She said, you something else. I, yeah. Listen to me. Until you and I take onus, yeah. stop trying to figure me out. And put, the, and, and put the thing in your own backyard and figure yourself out. See, some of us can't even confess that something's wrong with us. Some of us can't even get to the place where we have looked at ourselves and said, you know what, I'm really messed up, I need help. We can't even get there. That means, listen, let me tell you what that means. That means you are sicker. Take onus. All my problems in my marriage is not my lovely wife. Maybe 90%, but not. She know I'm playing. Some of this stuff belongs to me. A lot belongs to me. I already told you I ain't taking nothing from nobody. So I already, I'm already struggling with stuff. You know what I mean? That's why these marriages can't get right. You refuse. You sitting up there. Well, you know, if truth were told, tell it. <laughs> Stop lying and tell the truth. You got daddy issues. You got mommy issues. You, you, got, you got disappointments and stuff in your life that crushed you, and you won't even recognize <laughs> that it's interconnected with your state of unhappiness. Then you got nerve to get on, go home and look at TV and you're looking at a love story. 
and you're sitting there saying, I wish that was me. It can't be you. Because if the actor or actress in the story stepped into your bedroom, you mess up that relationship. You messed up. But here's the tragedy. You don't know you messed up. You keep. Here's what Adam and Eve did. I'm glad the Lord brought this back. And there's not one confession in Genesis 3. Adam blamed Eve and God. The woman you gave me. Now he blamed God too. The woman you gave me. And then Eve said, the serpent made me do it. I guess, I guess Satan was saying, boy, these two are something. There's no confession in Genesis 3. They refuse to see their own stuff. And people that don't take onus are sick. You can, you can put all the makeup, you can put all the, you can put all the mascara, you can put all the wigs, and the, you can put the teeth in in the morning, you can, you can dress it up in a nice suit and, and ballet shoes or gaiters. Let me tell you something. When you never take onus, you're broken. You're broken. You're broken. I'm going to help somebody out today, boy. Here's the, the power is through God we can pull down these strongholds. The problem is, verse 5, you got to cast down every imagination. Now, let, 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 that word imagination is deep. <laughs> Unhappy people got a great imagination. We fantasize. Don't we fantasize? We fantasize. We, oh, man, if I had that. Are you kidding me? You just mess it up. You got some issues up in here, man. First of all, can't no human make you happy. This, this thing on happiness is overrated. Say overrated. Happiness is overrated. Well, what does, I, I want to be happy. What does happiness mean? What, think about the word, what does it mean? No problems? Well, that ain't real. What, what does happiness mean? That somebody gives you your way all the time? That's not real. So, he says, you got to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge, the word of God. Now, I don't have time to deal with this. Every thought that comes in that's challenging God's word is a lie. It's a lie from the pit. It's not your husband. It's not your wife. It's not your children. When you walk out that door today, I want you to say, this stuff is me. It's me. It's me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need. A prayer. Yeah, I ain't gotta get that's all right. You got you got you got you got listen, and you gotta bring every thought into captivity. Now, 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 now all this is Christian growth, Sister Hicks. This is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Everything that comes in my mind by way of thought, I don't just take it in and start massaging it. 
I test it against the authenticity of the Holy Spirit. Test the Spirit by the Spirit. So you can get a thought that looks good, sounds good, but it's not from God. Because Satan can transform himself into an angel of light and God does not contradict his word. I'm sick of this. God ain't tell you this morning to get rid of your wife and go get another one. That ain't from God. Oh, look at that. I can't get no amens up in here. God didn't tell you to change your sex. That's against the word of God. Oh, Lord, they messing up. I know. I understand. I understand. I'm in your backyard. I understand. You want, you want to sick the dog on me now? Get him out. Get him. You know why some of y'all women control your husband? Because your daddy dogged your mama. And you are saying it ain't happening to me. I will bust you upside your head with a lamp. See that knife there? I'm going to leave it right there. You mess with me if you want to. I'll stick you. No, 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 hold. This is the same one that said, let's pray. I'll stick you. <laughs> Woo! Some of y'all guys don't like the way your mommy treated your daddy. He always shut down and said, let's pray. He just kept quiet, and that just built up in you a anger, a resistance. food. That's what you heard growing up. So now that you married, your husband said, did you fix dinner? Nope, I ain't fixing nothing. <laughs> oh, this stuff is tight. Leroy, this stuff is tight. Leave that one alone too. And it's Turn back to Romans 7. We're getting ready to close. Romans 7. I done showed you enough of yourself. Romans 7. Romans 7. There are six laws in Romans 7. Law of Moses, verses 1 to 7. The law of sin and flesh, 8. The law of sin's deception, 21. The law of the inward man, 22. The law of captivity, 23. Where Paul is frustrated. He's, he's 20 years saved in this chapter. The word I is used 25 times. What? Letter is in the middle of sin, I. Pride and pollution. Do I have a witness? Y'all ain't got to say amen. What frees him from chapter 7 is chapter 8, the law of the spirit, chapter 1, I mean, uh, chapter 8, 1 and 2. The law of the spirit is the only thing that can set us free from the law of sin and death, the law of the flesh. Paul said, with my mind, I serve the law of God in my flesh, the law of sin. And, and Paul says, when I would do good, evil's always with me. I'm in this conflict between the natures. I'm suffering. I'm going through. One thought is here. Another thought is here. And I'm in the middle battling it out with my history and, and my hearts. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who's going to deliver me from the body of death? He said, but thanks. 
be the God who gives us. He doesn't sell it to you. He gives it to you. He gives you the victory in Jesus Christ. The victory is in Jesus Christ. The victory is in Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? But child of God, I'm closing. And it, the third thing is our camouflage of healing. And we're healed by, here it is, submission. I know, I know y'all don't want to hear this point. We only get healed as we give way, give up our rights, and let God be God. Can I get a witness? We're going to close on Psalm 32. Go to Psalm 32. We're closing. Psalm 32. We're closing. Psalm 32. We're closing. Psalm 32. Psalm 32. Amen. Psalm of David. It's, and, and it's powerful. Psalm 32. Can I get a witness? We're getting there. Amen. Ah. Blessed. Now watch these three words. Is he, he, is he whose transgressions, that's the first one, remember that? Is forgiven. Forgiven. Now this morning, I went around the church. I, I, I asked, I said, uh, okay, I've been married 28 years by the grace of God. There was one lady and the husband married 54 years. I said, what was your key to your marriage? They said, uh, respect and give and take. I said, good. That's great coming from you. Another couple got up. I said, uh, what kept your marriage together for 45 years? Respect. And uh, they said, uh, adjusting your expectations. I said, great stuff. Because I'm expectation driven. And then we kept going around. I said, it's funny. Nobody said forgiveness. Hmm. Only free people can forgive. People that are bound can't forgive. Check this out. Transgression is forgiven whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord does not impute it uh, iniquity in whose spirit there is no God. Now look what, uh, look what David says. When I kept silence, my bones were brittle. Day and night, your hand was upon me. Verse 5, I acknowledged, here it is, I took on this. I acknowledged my sin unto thee and mine iniquity have I not hid. I didn't hide it. I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord, and the Lord forgave us the iniquity of my sin. He freed us up. Say lie. Are y'all getting me? Look at verse 7. For I don't do no hiding. The Lord is my hiding place. And then once we do all of this confession, surrender, look at verse 8. Now God says, now I will instruct thee. And teach thee in the way thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Now let me tell you why that's in here. You on your knees praying for the Lord to instruct you and teach you. But you're living in sin and won't confess it. You won't forgive others. You're rebellious. God says, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving you anything. I'm going to wait on you to surrender and submit. And then I'm going to give you what you need. I'm going, I'm going to fill your needs when you come to the plate about yourself. Uh, do I have a witness? 
And, 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 and so, child of God, when we look at this thing of camouflaging our conflict, and young people, let me turn around and talk to you. In fact, y'all stand. All young people, stand. Stand. Come on, stand. 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 12 to 17. Don't you give your body to anybody before marriage. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't you experiment with drugs or any other kind of uh, a substance. Amen? Don't hang around with bad company because they'll get you in trouble. Can I get a witness? And listen to this, and I want you to hear this, and this is deep. Understand this, that it's God's will for you to accept who you are. If you're a boy, you're a boy. It's not God's word, will for you to become a girl. If you're a girl, you're a girl. It's not God's will for you to become a boy. Can I get a witness? You've got to accept what God has done in your life and the rest of your life, you got to trust Jesus Christ with the outcome because he's got your back. Can I get a witness? In God worthy, in worthy to be praised. Stand on your feet. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. Don't camouflage your conflict, your hurts, your strongholds. God wants to bring healing this morning. Pastor's messed up, but I'm not as messed up as I used to be. Can I get a witness? It's called progressive sanctification. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. You need to give your life to Christ. Just raise your hand. Be honest with Jesus. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. If your hand is raised, come on up. Come on. I want you to give your life to Jesus. That's the first step. Let Jesus come into your life. He's got all power in his hands. Come on, my brother. Praise Jesus. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Stand right here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Come on. Balcony, downstairs, I want you to come up. Praise Jesus. Move down, please. Praise Jesus. How are you, darling? Bless the Lord. If you want to be saved or join the church, come on up. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. You ought to, you are, this is the best church in the world. Praise Jesus. Come on, baby. It's all right. Yeah. Praise Jesus. Come on. Come on. We want you to get saved. Oh, look at my baby. Look at my boy, boy. Yeah. Love you, baby. Come on up. Is there another? Come on up. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. You want to get saved or join the church? Just come down right now. Come down. Come on down. Praise Jesus. We love you. Let me, let me say this to you as we close. For the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword dividing between sunder soul and spirit and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. God through his word, through the foolishness of preaching, God saves people. Amen. Jesus don't need me to preach. He had a jackass preach in the Old Testament. 
He had an eagle preaching in the book of Revelation. God don't need me to preach. But listen, God chooses to take that which is nothing and change it into something in order to reach everybody. Can I get a witness? Is there another you want to come out? Are you, if you're not saved, just step out. We'd love to have you. If you want to give your life to Christ, if you want to join the church of Christian experience, is there one? Is there one? Jesus said, you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Step to the plate. Come on, step to the plate. This is your first step of healing. We got conflict, man. Is there another? Is there another? Is there another? I was teasing one of our members from North Philly. Well, how many of y'all from North Philly? Raise your hand. I was teasing one of our members from, you know, I'm from South Philly. I was teasing from North Philly. He said, yeah, y'all ain't fool with us. I said, y'all ain't come across Market Street either. <laughs> yeah, look, 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 look. Remember them days? Y'all stopped at Ray Street and went back. Praise Jesus. Now, we love you. Mom is saved. She's going to join our church. We'd love to have you. This is Jeannie's mother. Jeannie, praise Jesus. We love you. All right, let me get some preachers out here. Come on. Amen. Lead, lead them to Christ if they need to be saved. We love you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you. How old are you? 26. Oh, we got a, she's 26. We're going to put her in chosen. Mwah. All right. Praise Jesus. We got another one coming down. Brother, love it. Love it. Love you. Praise God. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's all right. Praise Jesus. Praise God. Get your jacket, man. Get your jacket. This stuff is good stuff. How many of y'all learned something this morning? Sister Hicks, we love you. Thank you. Sister Gordon, love you. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, after this sermon, I don't want to camouflage my conflict. I'll wait till I get in the parking lot. Let's look to the Lord. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Christ. Bless the food that has been prepared for the discipleship teachers and, and students and visitors. And God, we pray that you would operate on us this morning. We're sitting on caves of diamonds.